0: What is going on, D.C.? This is Move the District, hosted by yours truly, Mike Yassin. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to highlighting members of the Washington, D.C. health and fitness community and giving you the correct information, with no BS, to help you live a life that's active, healthy, and fulfilled. All right, welcome back to episode 8 of Move the District, episode 18. That is over four months of podcasts. And uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying these and getting as much as I have out of these. Um, Today, I got a special uh, guest here with us. Her name is Mimi Rieger. She's passionate about creating opportunities for people to explore both their physical and and inner landscapes through committed practice and self-study within a supportive inspired community and her desire is that connection creativity and consistency serve as the pillars of her platform both personally and professionally she recently opened her own hybrid yoga studio mry studios and mimi thanks for coming on the show
1: thank you so much for having me mike
0: did i did i get all that right
1: I mean, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful to say all that stuff. So I guess we can just start, uh, you know, dissecting those two sentences. I suppose. Yes. Um, <laughs> and
0: so, so it's, it's MRY studios Are we, or are we saying it's Mimi Rieger yoga Studios? It
1: is, it is Mimi Rieger yoga, but because I've brought on, um, Uh, a collection of other teachers. I just wanted to make it a little bit more general, so to speak. And uh, who knows, we might change the name altogether as this thing grows and uh, it's a little bit, uh, you know, a broader reach. It's good to be,
0: yeah, it's good to be nimble, right? And be able to uh, make those adjustments as you grow, which is also a good thing.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it's been my, um, you know, I've been kind of under my own moniker for all of these years and then when i took this leap to open up this virtual studio to bring more people on uh it's an opportunity to take myself out of it and bring more people into it you know so it just makes it a little bit more sustainable uh overall
0: yeah so now let's talk about where you where you got your start where are you from originally
1: i'm from baton rouge louisiana
0: baton rouge all right right and so now you've been in DC for how many years?
1: 23 years.
0: 23 years and you're yeah. not you're not sick of the city yet.
1: I've tried so many times to move away from the city, I can't even tell you. I mean, I've packed the U-Haul in my mind so many times and I still can't leave for some reason. I'm still here.
0: It just yeah. yeah. It it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I think anyone, you know, I'm I'm in year 5 now here in DC and it's like DC has such a reputation for being a transient city. And I think the people that are, you know, do spend any great good deal of time here are probably originally were here for two years or a year. And then next thing you know, it's five years, 20 years, 30 years, the rest of the the rest of their life. (laughs) They're here in the, in the DC area. And it's funny how like, it just like gets away from you.
1: It does, but you know, I've, I've I've traveled, I've done like, you know, my, My research and gone to visit, you know, some other cities over the years to think about where I might want to move. And every time I come back, I'm just super happy to be here. You know, I mean, in a couple months when it's freezing cold, freezing cold to me, I might not say that. But right (laughs) now, I mean, I love it. You know, it's it's an awesome, very livable city. And when we get back to the pulse, the real pulse of the city, hopefully after COVID and the election and that sort of thing, um, I'm sure there'll be lots of cool things going on again
0: yeah yeah it's it's funny. I know I, I think back to my uh my parents they were uh i w- I was born in New Jersey, and uh, when I was four years old, we moved to Long Island and uh, my dad his job transferred us to Long Island and he told my mom, oh yeah, two years and uh and we'll be back in New Jersey and my mom was born and raised in New Jersey. She's about as New Jersey as one could get and <laughs> with and and now that was in nineteen ninety four and we are now in the year of our Lord 2020, and my parents still live on Long Island, and uh, yeah. and yeah, it's my dad he uh, he never left his job. He's, he's you know he he's, he's still there, and uh, and my my parents are now full fledged uh, Long Islanders, and uh, yeah, my mom lets him hear about it probably once a week at least, but uh, but yeah, it's funny how that like happens, and I feel like. That was the case for me where it was like i moved here for a couple years and now i'm like there's just so much here that keeps me here i think that's the big thing right like if there wasn't something you know bringing me back here like now like you know i have i have i'm in a great relationship i have a business it's like those are two you know big anchors but like outside of that there's you know this with you know the, the 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 restaurant scene here the the outdoor uh you know Amenities that we have here—it's just there's so much here that like allows us to like, I guess, thrive. I think is probably the best way to say it.
1: I agree with you, and it's such a physical city. I mean, that's the thing that I—I mean, there's so much fitness here and wellness, and um, that whole community. I think is what's kept me, you know, anchored here as well because I've I've worked in fitness for, you know, uh, thirteen well, 17 years for real. And, uh, so I think that, that just to have that community and that it it is very transient as well, but people leave and come back and leave and come back. And, but now with, you know, social media and everything, you can keep in touch with everybody, you know, and I I think that's a really, and that's one of the things that I really do love about DC because the, the fitness and the wellness communities are really accessible and everybody seems to know each other and support each other. And, uh, I think that's that's a pretty awesome thing. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's how it is everywhere, but I know it's like that here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah. Thanks to social media, I've stayed in touch with way more of my high school classmates that I had I have no interest in staying in touch with, and uh, then. But on the flip side of it, yeah, it's been a great tool for connecting with so many uh, people in the fitness community. It's been it's such a great uh, inspiring and uh connected community that like it's really like an exciting thing to be a part of and i mean i know dc has been voted like the you know the fittest city in the country a couple times or at least top five a couple times so uh there's such a great amount of 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 activity going on that like there's always there's always something to do which i think is awesome and i think that was a tough thing for me to say coming from you know just outside of new york city where you know it's like the city that never sleeps and sure like you're not going to go walk into like a, you know, a restaurant at, at 4 a.m. and, and go order, a, you know, a, a, a plate of ramen or something like that. But like there's always there's always, you know, that you don't necessarily need that. Or maybe, I mean, depending on what you're looking for, maybe that is what you need. But at least for me and what I'm looking for, like it hits all the the buttons, I think.
1: I agree with you. I mean, you might not be eating ramen at four, but you might be waking up to do like a run club or something with crazy people that wake up that early and run and do all the stuff, you know, I mean, there's something for everybody there.
0: That's true. I had, I had great ramen last night and it wasn't even at 4am. It was at like (laughs) 7pm. It was great. (laughs) There you go. Hatoba and Navy Yard. If you haven't had that Hatoba and Navy Yard. I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, their, it was spicy miso ramen.
1: Uh, that sounds delicious.
0: I don't know if you eat meat or not, but, uh, that's always like the, 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 the preference, question I always preface with, that with. I'm like, it was delicious.
1: Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. Um, yeah. And that's where your place is over there. Yeah. Yep. Your yep. Guys.
0: Yeah. So big league is down here in, uh, we're technically Southwest. So yeah, so we're on half street Southwest. So like a stone's throw from each of the stadiums.
1: I was just over there getting my car inspected the other day.
0: Yes, yes, right around your
1: neighborhood. <laughs> yes, it
0: was a funny story. So this morning, actually, um, so so big league is connected to District CrossFit, and we have these big uh garage doors. It's a it's a big warehouse. And today I was in the gym working with a client, and historically, like we've had people kind of like driving along half Street looking for the inspection uh studio or whatever the hell they call that, there, the garage. And uh we're south of M Street. They're north of M Street, and for for whatever reason, people are just driving along this random, like, essentially residential warehouse like strip of of houses, looking for the inspection warehouse. And today, I kid you not, someone pulled into the gym. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Someone pulled because there's like a little like like driveway up to the the garage door of the gym, like the front of the gym, and someone pulled up and started <laughs> coming in. Before one of the coaches sprinted over and was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> the person was like, "I don't know. I, I didn't get a, a chance to see the person or, or what they were thinking, but they, uh, they, yeah, they tried to drive into our our gym, and uh, so, so yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We are we are not the inspection garage, but uh, we are very close to that. So, so yeah, people uh, tend to reference that all the time, which is pretty funny. Oh my um, god,
1: that's hilarious. I didn't. Yeah. yeah well. Wow.
0: Just another day in Southwest DC here.
1: Just another day.
0: That's right. That's right. So now um, you've been in the fitness world. Now you said seventeen years. Yeah. What was what was the initial jump?
1: Um, well, when I first moved here, um, I was big into martial arts and Taekwondo and that sort of thing, and so that's what I was really into in the in the very beginning when I moved here. So um, and then. I kept getting kind of injured because of my previous, you know, uh, physicality stuff that I did when I was a teenager and all that sort of thing. So what, what I needed is, something, sorry.
0: What, what what was the previous stuff you did when you were a teenager?
1: Well, I was doing a lot of dance Okay. and I was doing a little cheerleading and I was doing, you know, any sort of thing that I could do back then, step okay. aerobics, spinning. I did everything. I loved it all, you gotcha. know? And okay. so I just took a toll. kind of a toll. And, um, and so when I was, when I was getting, you know, kind of up leveling my, uh, my, my in the belt system of Taekwondo, you know, it's a little bit more impact and jump kicks and all sorts of things. I was getting a little bit injured in my ankles. And so I needed something that was equally as challenging, but not as, you know, not as impactful on my joints. So I found a stronger yoga. And so that's, I kind of fell in love with yoga right after martial arts. And they're, they, are they are very, uh, mutually beneficial, beneficial, I would say, um, uh, a lot of the same, uh, uh, dedication and integrity in the movement, those two. So got into yoga. And then from there, uh, just kept going and going. Um, that was my parlay into the fitness area in DC.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, uh, you became a teacher and when, uh, and then what did, what did that progress in terms of, you know, going from someone who's just teaching yoga on the side to then now who you are the business owner?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, I was working, you know, and a couple of different, you know, I had a a fine you know, professional career. It just didn't, it didn't light me up on the inside. It didn't like spark my fire at all. And so I was teaching, like just teaching like crazy on the side of my jobs. You know, I would work nine to five and I would make sure that I could, you know, you know, talk my employers into letting me leave early so I could go teach class. And so I'd run to the gyms and run to the studios and I'd teach and that's when I was, you know, that's when I was happy and that's when I was fulfilled. And so I was teaching so much on the side. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna try to jump, kind sh- of try to jump ship at some point and just do this full time, you know, which is a big risk at that point. Okay. So, um, I, you know, I worked a ton uh, on the outside of my my full time jobs, and I was teaching. I don't know, 13, 14 classes, and in addition to my full time job, right before I took the leap. What, uh, what was your
0: What was your full time job? You know, I, have I was to-
1: working. Yeah, I was working in. Uh, in commercial real estate.
0: Um, and I had
1: been an event planner before that. And so I, you know, um, I don't know. I just, it just wasn't, wasn't doing the, doing the trick for me. Uh, so I just kept teaching. So I finally took the leap in 2009 and went full-time, full-time teaching and I was working my face off, teaching my face off, working seven days a week. You know, not much work-life balance, but I was just excited to be able to do Enjoying it. Enjoying that hustler, that yeah. hustler,
0: that like technician mindset where you're just like grinding, grinding, grinding. Now, were you in a studio? Were you doing private? Uh, did you work for a, another company?
1: All of the above. <laughs> I work. I, you know, I worked at two or three or four different gyms, you know, gyms that are no longer around in DC that were, you know, the big gyms back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yoga studios. I had private clients. I taught corporate classes. Um, You know, I did it all in the beginning. I was just getting my hands into everything that I could, into every market that I possibly could, you know, to sustain, to sustain, you know, my, you know, to sustain my uh, profession at that point. And then I started getting a little bit more creative and doing more trainings and, you know, training under, I did this, uh, this type of movement called Budokan, which is yoga and martial arts. So when I found that, I was absolutely delighted and so excited. So I made that my thing okay. and uh, trained for that in uh, in in uh, New York City and then brought it here and had this big program for eight or nine years here teaching that. and that was awesome. So I trained a lot of teachers, traveled around the world teaching that. Um, and then after that, I people kept asking me if I would hold a, a teacher training program, a yoga teacher training program like, ah. I don't yep. know about that. You I was going like, to ask really? you about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can put a curriculum together just yet. Hmm. You know, and people kept asking, and it just seems so daunting. It seems uh-huh. so daunting. And so I finally, um, got up the nerve to do it and, uh, created a curriculum and now I'm in year eight of my teacher training program. Wow. I just started it this last weekend. So that's been amazing. It's been an an incredible gift to me in my life and I've met some of my very best friends in this in these programs what um uh,
0: what what goes into to creating a a curriculum like that what what is like the process I I imagine it's not like you just whip a few things together and you're like all right come be a certified teacher
1: not even close yeah it's (laughs) a lot of work and it's and it you know for me in every teacher training program is different and it's individual to each teacher or a a studio that that hosts the training and for me, it was actually, a, um, it was, an, I don't know, just an option for me to, you know, kind of express myself through my training. Like my, what were my, uh, what were the influences of my training? What were the influencers of my movement? You know, yoga, martial arts, dance. So I was able to kind of bring in different types of people and teachers and master teachers that were my influencers and bring them and invite them to be into my program and my program. And then, uh, and so each year, you know, I keep kind of the steady, the steady crew that we've had for the last eight years. But then as my, as my interests, you know, vary each year, then I bring in different people and I'm able to now um, bring in people that have graduated from my program who are, you know, at the top of their game, teaching yoga and whatever else they're doing, they're also coming into the program. So it's a really, it's a nice way to like keep building community and keep the foundation strong, but also, you know spice it up a little bit, so to speak.
0: Nice, nice. So now to be a yoga teacher, are you, is there a certification that's required? Or can you can you teach without a certification? Um, What are the what are the perks to having like a certification like yours?
1: Well, um, for a 200 hour is, you know, is really the gateway into yoga teacher training. Um, There are other, you know, 50 hour type certifications out there, but for a more well-rounded experience to give you, you know, what you need on your tool belt to go out and teach, I would think safely and, uh, you know, with as much information as you can get out of 200 hours, that's, that's really the best way to do it. And then from there, start growing and doing more trainings as you get, you know, I think that just $200 hours is not enough, but it's a good start, mm-hmm. Right. So constantly being a student, you know, yeah. hundred
0: percent. And so now what, what is like, so when you create a, your teacher training program, is there like an accreditation process or is that, um, or or how does that like go about?
1: So the there is a, like a governing uh, body of, um, it's called the Yoga Alliance and they, um, they, you know, certify schools to be, to be, you know, accredited yoga schools and that sort of thing. And then yoga teachers, some people believe in their program. Some people don't. Um, I just try to play, play by the letter and just keep things above the line. So I, you know, I'm, I'm a member of yoga Alliance and I have, you know, my, my, my people that graduated from my program have the option to get their, um, registered through yoga Alliance. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the, I would say the accreditation. Um, but with my certification, you know, you can go and, and teach, you know, anywhere if you want to, you know, if people, if if people, you know, are interested in, you know, applying for different teaching jobs and that sort of thing, you know, that, that is the, that is the merit of the 200 hour, um, yoga teacher training, you know, and they're they're out there all over the place. So I'm just happy to, you know, keep mine, uh, going every year, you know, eight years strong, which is awesome. Well, and virtual, this is my first virtual one, which is, you know, obviously that's new territory, but it's, uh, it's going great.
0: So so how does, how has that changed things for you?
1: I mean, everything has changed. I mean, every single part of my teaching, everything about who I am has changed as far as how I, how I view teaching. And, um, you know, if you would have asked me six months ago, if I would, want to teach virtually i would absolutely say absolutely not no you know it's not my thing it's never been my thing and then when COVID started you know there was i had no choice so i had to pivot straight away and um you know get all the things get the ethernet get all the stuff get all the things like just have my whole setup at my house and now it's funny because i'm just not very tech savvy i never have been And now I have people calling me to ask me how to, you know, integrate my music and to Zoom and do all these things, you know, I'm like, what? Who ever thought in the world that people would be calling me for tech questions, but it's happening. So I (laughs) guess, (laughs) yeah.
0: Were you doing uh, like live, like trainings or were they recordings? How How did it work?
1: Before the virtual?
0: Well, no, with the virtual stuff.
1: So, uh, yeah, so I was just doing, you know, um, live, live classes, uh, on zoom. Um, I did a few, uh, Facebook live things right out of the gate. Uh, it just wasn't my thing cause I couldn't see anybody and I wanted yeah. to be able to, that's my thing. I want to be able to like, you know, actually make a difference in the, in the practice of practices of these students that are coming. I want to be able to see them, you know? And so that's kind of like my big tagline for my new virtual studios like we see you because that's very important to me and I've seen such such growth on the on the mat of these people that have been taking my class for the last six, six months it's pretty amazing and uh so that's that's kind of where we are today where we wow. are mm-hmm.
0: that's that's pretty cool I, I've seen on your on your website like the like the we see you tagline and like it's literal and figurative as well <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, yes, because, and, you know, I'm, I'm very much a stickler for people, you know, turning on their cameras on zoom. And if they're, if they're not interested in turning on their cameras, I'm also I'm going to be very welcoming and say, I'd love to I'd love to see you. I'd love to talk to you. Let's talk after class or whatever. But I mean, like I just taught a class last night and there are a lot of students that I've had over the years that have moved away and, you know, they're all there in New York and California, wherever, yeah. you know, and it just lights up my life to see these people. You know, they graduated from our training program, they're in Mexico, they're in Panama, they're here, they're here. Oh, wow. You know, and they're all there. And, and I was like, this makes it all worthwhile. This makes, you know, plugging in this Ethernet worthwhile. You know what I mean? Like right. you know. So um, yeah, I'm excited yeah. about it.
0: Yeah, it's cool to have like that network now, like of, of people start to starts to like spread out like that. And you have it all all over the world, not even country, all over the world, which is really neat. And I think like the virtual because now like do you think you'll do virtual trainings from now on or do you think you'll go back to in person next year or? well
1: you I mean, know, it's, it's interesting yeah i mean because i did have an opportunity um i do have a space where i could house the people that are in dc for this training you know in a large enough space where it'd be safe if they wanted to be in person you know just a really huge space um, right. we'd have like nine or ten of them in there but I really wanted to be fair to the other people that are in New York and California that are also in this virtual training and make sure that everybody was having the same experience. But I think moving forward, you know, people that are, you know, in another country or across the, you know, across the, you know, on the West Coast or whatever, if they do want to join in and we're post-COVID, you know, we could have the option of having it virtually and in person, you know, I think it's a really great, a great option if we ever get there. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I think the, like... The, the virtual stuff is just going to become just part of the, the fabric now. So like for myself, like we, we shifted all of our like sessions to virtual, you know, back in March or April. And then now it's just like, most people have like come back into the office, but at this point, uh, you know, it's now always going to be like an option for people. Like now we just offer virtual sessions. So it's like, uh, you know, if you're, you know, if you can't get down here from Northwest after, uh, after work or, you know, you're on vacation or, or whatever it is, you know, we're able to to see you. And uh, and then also, likewise, it's allowed us to start to work with people who aren't in the DMV area. Like I've started seeing people in Massachusetts, North Carolina, Florida. Um, so it's been like, it's like, it's fun how like that's become like the new, uh, like I said, the new normal now, which is cool.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I, I wrote about this on my, uh, on my, when I was writing copy for the new website, um, that, you know, I truly do feel like kind of this integrated energetic exchange. Like I really do feel it. Like, especially if I'm doing like a one-on-one uh, private online, I'm sure you get this as well. I mean, you can really, I mean, if you put somebody on spotlight view, you're not going to miss a, miss a thing. You know, you can see the mechanics of their body. You can see everything, you know, oh, yeah. like with a fine tooth comb, you can mm-hmm. truly see it. And I've seen, like I mentioned earlier, I've seen so much growth from people because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm unrelenting. I'm like, straighten your back leg, straighten your back (laughs) leg. I, you know, how many more times do I have to say to straighten your back leg? You know, I mean like, because I can see it up close and personal. Oh yeah. Where if I'm in a, in a classroom or you're like in your, you know, in your space where you, where you do your people, you know, sometimes things get lost, you know, you might miss something if your back is turned, but if you're facing the screen and they're up on my big screen TV, you know, I can see every single thing.
0: It's it's arguably even better because like for, for me, because People come in here and we'll use bands, dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, whatever, and that's great, like for the session. And then if people are going to gyms, but if people are like only going to be at home, like they got to use what they have at home. And if you don't have dumbbells, what are you going to use? And so it became this, like, what do you have? You know, what can you use? And you know, it was it was pretty funny. You know, had people using like a tool bag for like a dumbbell and, and like like you know getting backpacks and stuffing them with as much like stuff as possible my my favorite one was one client I had doing like these shoulder presses and he was using like a 25 pound statue that was like (laughs) that was like a it was like a family heirloom he told me he's like it's a family heirloom but it's okay I was like are you sure you want to use that for like a shoulder press he's like yeah it's fine it was my great-grandfather's yeah and I was like okay like Sure, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it ultimately came down to like, you know, use use what you got. And I think for a lot uh, a lot of people, yeah, that's like the thing. It's like, yeah, we can do kettlebell, you know, swings or whatever here. But like, if you don't have a kettlebell at home or or wherever you're going, then like the carryover isn't as good. So, uh, showing people like, hey, like you have something at home you can use, whether it's a gallon of milk, a family heirloom statue. A backpack like there's always something to use so it like you know forced them to be like took that like excuse away of like oh well, i don't have any weights at home well guess what you actually do you um, can't
1: run away from it all you need is a floor and you know some stuff that's heavy and you know for yoga it's just like you know a stack of books and maybe a you know kind of a firm cushion from your couch or your your you know your bed or something and then you've got it made yeah. you know it's yeah, yeah no excuses um And that's another thing that I've noticed, and and maybe you have as well, that when people are in their spaces, their individual spaces, there's that sense of, you know, it it was, I'm sure you've seen this as well. Like in the beginning, people were checking their phones, people were like checking in, checking out, turning on, turning off the screens. And then once people were like, okay, this is what it's going to be to stay for a while, then they've got to get more committed. And um, it's, it's pretty crazy that people seem to be, um, I don't know how to explain it, like excelling more so in their space than they would be with other people around because it's like they're left to their own devices. So they're oh, yeah. having to dig deep and be like, okay, well if I'm gonna get anything out of it, I'm gonna have to do the work.
0: Yeah. You know, and so oh, like, you know one hundred percent There was there's was definitely like uh like the first like I'd probably say two weeks, people were kind of in denial and <laughs> and they were like hesitant, like not a lot of people. Most people were like, All right, let's let's do the telehealth stuff, but there was probably, like, maybe 20% who were, like, nah, I don't want to do the telehealth, and within those two weeks, they were, like, all right, like, I have a problem, I need to, like, work on it, so let's do the telehealth, and let's, like, let's see how it goes, and sure enough, they, you know, switched over to the telehealth and realized it was valuable, and, you know, it it worked out for them, but, yeah, it was, like, that, like, kind of, like, almost, like, you're kinda of like holding out hope I don't know if they're holding out hope or you know what it was, but they're just kinda of like, ah, like this is just whatever, like I'm not taking it that serious. And then, you know, within two weeks they're like, All right, like they kind of like came around to the idea. Maybe they had done a few Zoom meetings at work or or, or whatever and realized like, okay, like this can be like beneficial or or that like COVID wasn't going away anytime soon. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No, agreed. And, and it's here to stay. I mean, you know, not COVID hopefully, but like this, this type of, like you said, the technology is way yeah. of working is is here to stay. For um, sure. and you know, for me as a teacher, you know, I used to teach, you know, all over the city. I mean, I, I kept it fairly, you know, in close proximity to this little like center of the city where I was teaching, but Um, You know, I was in and out of my car all day and that was stressful, like, you know, finding a parking space in downtown DC. And, you know, for me, it's been such a, it's more, it's been so much more restful, you know, and there's been so much more space around it. You know what I mean? Like, so happy to see the people there because I'm in a better place. I'm more rested. I'm more centered. I'm more grounded. And, um, and so are they because they're not just sliding in from, you know, from the street getting, you know, getting on their mats right there at the last minute. Um, so I do, I, there are a lot of gifts. There have been a lot of gifts that I can, I can say, you know, as you, I'm sure you feel. Yeah, well. no, I, I, I definitely
0: feel you on that. Like, cause like for you, like, like you said, teaching in different, many different places, like you're driving around the city, you're going outside the city. Sometimes I'm sure you're running home, you're scrambling all over the place, just trying to get from point A to point B to point C throughout the day. And then COVID happens and you're like, you're stuck at home.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and I thought, you know, I thought that I was going to go a little bit crazy, to be honest, um, because I, you know, I really love to like switch up the energy. And that's why I did teach at so many different places, because I enjoy being in different spaces. I love seeing people in different parts of the city. I love, you know, just, I love that whole aspect. I didn't want to be tied down to just one place. Now I'm tied down to my my apartment but that's fine because <laughs> you know what i mean but i mean i've got a nice big windows i have a lot of sunshine coming in i've got a rooftop you know so it's like it works out to where i thought in the beginning just like you were saying i was hoping that it wasn't going to be a long term thing and now i've just made the, the best of it you know i was able to go and you know stay with my family for a month in the summer and not have to worry about staying in oh, my job
0: yeah that's you amazing know what I mean? that's amazing yeah it's uh for me it was I was consistently working till like 8, 8.30 uh, pre-COVID. And then with COVID, uh, my hours shifted so that I was, I was finishing up at, six, uh, at 5. I've since expanded back to 6. But like I was finishing up at 5 o'clock and coming home. And I, I had never done that before. And so my, <laughs> my, girl, my girlfriend, she would typically get home around 5, 30, 6 o'clock. And, you know, we'd come home and like we weren't used to having this like extra time, like Monday through Thursday with each other. And we'd kind of like look at each other and be like, what, what do we do? Well, what, are we, what are we supposed to do? Like, do we, do we eat dinner together now? Like, like, it was like one of those things, like, you're like trying to like figure out like what to do with each other. Cause we had gotten into our, our habits and like, she, she's getting her master's um, through Georgetown actually commercial real estate. And uh, so she was in, in class two nights a week. And, uh, and then she so then she was doing classes at home. Uh, and and it was like, just like this whole like new, like process. And like, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for it now that I get to spend more time with her, uh, at, at week on the weekend. Cause I mean, ultimately the reasons why we start these businesses is that, so we have more control over our schedule. And so now it's, it's given me this opportunity now to like spend more time with her. So, uh, it's something that I, I don't plan on, uh, relinquishing anytime soon. And, uh, and yeah, so it's like, there are certain things that have come out of this that like. I definitely appreciate and I'm happy it happened, but obviously, I mean, obviously there's a whole other side of it, but there have been like the, like you said, the the little blessings, which I think have been awesome. Move the district is sponsored by big league performance and rehab at big league performance and rehab. We help active adults stay that way, pain free and active during the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better. Head to BigLeaguePerformanceAndRehab dot com to see how we can help you stay active for life.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, not on account of all you know, like the tragedy of ever, all of it, but on sure. the other on the other side of it, there there's definitely a lot of. I mean, I feel like people coming together in a different way. You know, people really, really. um, I don't know, commuting and, and not taking things for granted, you know, and, and really wanting to spend the time and do the things. I mean, all the people that are leaving the cities and moving to mountain houses and all this sort of thing. I mean, I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, there's my U-Haul again.
0: Right, right, here. right. But, yep. You know. Still here. Still here. Still talking about it, but still here. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, a while back, I had uh, one one of uh, one of my clients on here, who's also a social worker, and she was talking about... Um, you know, focusing on, because we were talking about how to deal dealing with anxiety and COVID and depression, all those feelings that come with it. And, you know, she talked about focusing on what you do have or what you can do versus what you can't do. Yeah, you can't go to bars. Yeah, you can't go to restaurants. Yeah, you, you know, aren't going on vacation to Europe. But like, what can you do? What, what, you know, what do you have now that you didn't have before? And, uh, and I think that's been a huge mind shift for me is like focusing on those things. Like, for example, like this, this summer, I uh, this Long Island boy became a uh, an outdoorsman. I, I went camping for the first time this summer, twice.
1: Yes.
0: Twice. Only and one you was enjoyed su- it.
1: Only one was yes. successful,
0: but uh, but the, uh, but but yeah, no, I had I had a good time. I had a good time doing it. The first, yeah, the second time we got uh, we got hit with the remnants of uh, Hurricane Laura about a month ago, and uh, oh, yeah. and we got washed out pretty uh, pretty solidly, but uh, we did set our tent up correctly and our tent did not flood so credit to us for that but uh but yeah no we had we had a lot of fun doing that and it was just like new experiences I got to go I actually went kayaking for the first time um up in um not Georgetown up in Flet- uh, Fletcher's Cove up like north of uh-huh. Georgetown there so yeah. the first time we did something like that which was cool uh did some more hiking so it's like you had to focus on all those little things that we didn't necessarily think about before
1: same thing for me. I mean, you know, my 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 saving grace after teaching online in the, in the in the spring when all this was really happening. I mean, I would take these glorious long hour and a half walks around my neighborhood up here in Northwest, and um, it was just so soothing. And and I and then you know because I was getting home at nine nine fifteen every night when I used to work the real you know the 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 real the real you know the grind like yeah, yeah. You, know, you were saying the grind so yeah the grind and so for me to be able to take a long walk at seven o'clock at night at sundown you know it's beautiful and like yeah so that that was there are lots of little little blessings as you say um yeah
0: so so talk to me now about how about the decision to go into this hybrid studio like where did this come from um you know where, where did it where did it start and and what are the plans essentially?
1: Yeah, so exactly. So thank you for asking. Um, I have, um, always had a great desire to, um, build community. That's kind of the heart of everything that I've always done is, you know, I do lots of trainings and I I always seem to, um, you know, find opportunities to bring people together. And um, so I would do that through the teacher training programs and, you know, other sorts of trainings that I've done over the years with people. But um, with COVID, I felt, you know, I felt pretty isolated in the beginning from from people. And I thrive off of the energetics of others and, and, and you know, that that sense of support and um, inspiration from others. And so, you know, I was teaching many different places, the same thing online, but I just wanted to find a space where I could, um, be enriched and fulfilled by others as well. And so this is this, this virtual platform that I've created is an opportunity for people that, that I've taken their classes and they, I find them inspirational to have them come and teach on the platform and then I can bring people, they could do workshops on, on the things that they're interested in. So it's like, I'm just able to bring all the things that I love into one place best that I can piecemeal, you know, one thing at a time, not going too, too big to go, to go home just yet. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it has been a really, um, fulfilling way for me to to spend this last two or three months to give me something to work on right Mm -hmm. so because I'm constantly have my hands into in something but now I can actually put you know put put it all together and and put my heart behind it and have it be mine not just mine in addition to other other people's dreams as well you know like other studios and that sort of thing this is this has my stamp on it right right so um it's been great. I mean, it's, it's been a huge leap of faith and it's been like an extremely stressful, stressful thing. Cause I don't handle stress that well, especially if, if it's something that, you know, has my name on it.
0: The beauty um, of owning so, a small business.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, a, you know, many sleepless nights and early mornings, just waking up with, you know, panic, sheer panic, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, within the next day, there's a, there's a great big gift that appears. So yep. it, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's awesome.
0: So, so now pre COVID, you were a one woman show, correct? Yeah. Did you yeah. have any support staff, anything, or were you you were just it was just Mimi Rieger?
1: Um, I've always had um, people that have you know I have a I have a a guy who does all my my business management and when I used to travel a lot for teaching you know I mm-hmm. teach at festivals internationally and around the country. That would do like the business management, the money side of it for me. Mm-hmm. And um, but now I have kind of a team that's helping me. they uh, have this amazing, you know, creative consultant who does the website and the back end and building all the stuff. So it they fit together for e-commerce and that sort of thing. Right, right. All the things I have no idea how to do. And yeah. then you know I have I have awesome Alex who you yep, know is a social right. media, social media Maven. You know, <laughs> and just like you know, he's like you know yeah. the, the extrovert of the world and you know, he can do all the things that I, the introvert may don't want to do, I don't want to do. So that there's a, there's a, there's a lot of synchronicity there, I think with the people that I've surrounded myself with. So I'm very grateful, um, to, to have these people around. So it's, it's growing, you know, it's growing. And then the, the amount of teachers that we have on the platform, you know, it went from me and, uh, to 20. 20 well, I think we have 30 teachers now on the platform. Wow.
0: 30 teachers. That's she, awesome. That's cool. So what's it, yeah. what's it been like now building that team? Like what, what goes into, you know, these people, uh, finding these people?
1: Well, you know, a lot of it has it's teachers that I, that I've known about. Um, and the greatest thing is that I can have teachers that I know that have been students or friends of mine over the years that live in California and they can teach on the platform and they can teach late at 8 p.m. when the West Coast guys are just getting off work, you know, so I, it's a really great thing. Um, to be able to utilize people in all time zones, um so i'm I'm just utilizing these friendships and connections that I've had for years uh, in the yoga community and able to put you know people at different time slots in the morning and the in the later evenings um, to accommodate kind of everybody and wherever you are. Right. so that's been great. And um, And then really selfishly, you know, when I was working, I told you like as much as I was, working till nine o'clock almost every night. I wasn't practicing when I wanted to practice. And yep. now I've built that. in these classes that I really enjoy when I get off work. I just step on my mat again and practice with somebody else and not have to worry about getting in the car and trying to do it. So right. that's selfishly one thing that I was able to do, which I'm very happy about.
0: How, how hard is it to do that, to, to spend all day on the mat and then finish up and get right back onto it?
1: Well, to me, I'm able to separate them because when I'm teaching, when I'm teaching, I am on the mat some, but I'm predominantly, like I told you up in that screen, up on that screen, just in there with the people in the squares, you know? Uh, And, um, so, you know, we, you know, we, we send out the zoom links and, um, I predominantly try to send my own grid view because I'm usually up watching the people instead of like, uh, you know, demonstrating as much. Um, and so. That's kind of that's kind of my thing. I mean, you'll still be able to take practice, obviously, and my instruction will be clear and um, and you'll be able to get through it. But I'm mostly looking at you. I don't want you looking at me. I'm looking at you. you know?
0: <laughs> gotcha. Um, so now with the platform, it's all one hundred percent virtual.
1: Right now, well we do have we have out we have outdoor classes that Alex, my friend who uh, we mentioned who's your friend as well, he is really cheerleading, uh, that whole, that whole, uh, mission. Yes. Uh, we have a, to, uh, a really, yeah. We have a relationship with a really cool hotel in downtown DC and we're able to utilize their, uh, their beautiful outdoor deck in the mornings. Okay. Yeah. So, I've seen uh, on Instagram. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It's a super cool place. And so we were able to have a couple classes there outside in the mornings on Wednesdays and Sundays. And then we are working out, um, a situation where we can have some indoor classes hopefully in this in the in the in the winter I guess the fall in the winter if people are so inclined to come indoors but if they're really big spaces so um we're working on that gotcha. and um yeah so we're doing outdoor and we're doing indoor I mean we're doing outdoor and we're doing virtual right now
0: gotcha. just getting
1: that's, creative yes. yeah That's
0: that's that's the name of the game creative as possible basically Uh, so now with the, the virtual classes, is it going to be, are they live classes? Are they, um, they recordings or do people have access to, to both?
1: Exactly. Yeah, we have access to both. So we record all of our classes and you can, uh, even if you're not able to take the classes, um, you sign up for them and you'll receive a recording after.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there
1: are a lot of it, a lot of perks that go with being a member of the platform. You know, you get percentages off of offerings and workshops and that sort of thing. Um, but if you do miss class, you will be able to take it, um, which I think for a lot of people in DC and, and everywhere who are not able to get off for class, it's been really important for them to be able to um, take the classes after after they get off work or whenever they would like to.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. right, that makes sense. What's the, what's the biggest challenge you've run into so far in getting your operation off the ground?
1: Uh, not wanting to quit every single day, <laughs> you know? I wow. mean, like just just so excited in my heart and then just all these things that seem so daunting But like I mentioned, I have these really great people around me who, you know, keep encouraging me to lift my, pull up my bootstraps and just keep going. You know, it's like, I know in my heart, I just like my demons come around every now and again. Um, But I'm, I'm still persevering. I'm going for it. You know, it's, it's scary. A lot of people are doing this, you know, but I feel like I feel, I feel very strongly that my platform is, is different and unique and special in its own way. And I feel very confident that the people that want to practice and, and be in community the way that we have it uh, set up that we'll find our people and they'll find us.
0: What, uh, what, what percent split would you say do you spend working in your business versus on your business?
1: Hmm. Wow. That's a good question. Um, I feel like I'm constantly working on my business in my mind, every, uh, there's always an opportunity that I'm thinking about what could be some collaboration. I mean, when you and I spoke for the first time on the phone, I'm like, how about we do this together? You know, it's always, I'm always like thinking, Uh you know, a different, you know, options. And, um, in the business, um, what do you mean by that? Exactly. Like teaching business. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm teaching three or four classes a day right now, virtually six days a week, seven days a week, actually, I only teach one on Sundays, and teacher training programs on weekends. Yeah, so so like, yeah, the things
0: that are like the day-to-day stuff versus like more like the big picture, like things, that's like the, that's the idea, in the business versus on the business, and yeah, one of my, one of my mentors, he, he has this uh, saying, it's the, uh, the hit by the bus test, so uh, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, and you were unable to work, would you? Would your business survive? Would your business still continue to operate?
1: Yeah. Would I still be alive from the bus? From the bus wreck, or would I? Would it just be? Would you I would be, be unable.
0: Time? You would. You would hopefully still be alive, but you would be. <laughs> you would be unable to do anything with the business, though. You'd be. Let's say you're in a coma. Like, would would the? Would, <laughs> Jesus. Now we're getting real hypothetical here. But would the business continue to function as is versus? Uh, with you there in the everyday the everyday operations
1: yeah I think I think I think I definitely think so I mean we're literally two two we're two weeks in right now I think Mm -hmm. we're 14 15 days into it right now the platform I mean I you know I like I said I right after COVID I went virtual and you know did a donation-based thing and then started out like small with class packs and and individual drop-ins and that sort of thing. Now with the studio uh, the studio platform, we have more options with memberships and more people um, working on the platform. So I do think that if I were unable to work, I think it would be sustainable. I think that the team that we have um, behind us on uh, the back end of things, and then the front end with Alex and his, his energy um, and all the teachers that are there, I think it would be just fine. There you I'd go. miss doing it. I would miss it. <laughs>
0: well, you get back, you get back to it, obviously, but it's just like a hypothetical, you hit by the bus and you couldn't work for a few weeks. Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say a few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing I think would be just fine. T- right. I'm sure I would try to teach from the hospital bed if I, if I could, I'm sure of it.
0: Um. <laughs> I think you're the first person who came up with these like hypothetical situations where usually I've just, it'd be like, oh, like, yes, no. And you're like, well, I want to teach from the hospital bed. So I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's how
1: passionate I am about it. I mean, I've put my blood, sweat, and tears behind this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I I want to be in it. I mean, I want to be in it, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Although there's no defend. doubt of, like, be, wanting to be in it. Everyone wants to be in it. That's, that's – <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to be in it. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the typical Mimi Rieger yoga class is like. If I were to come in for your class tomorrow, what could I
1: expect? Um – You could expect um, a lot of smiling faces on the screen. Um, You could expect a lot of individual attention. You could expect to um, have a pretty, uh, I would say, um, vigorous uh, yoga practice. You would probably uh, have a lot of opportunities to take some risk some physical risk With some strength work, you know, arm balancing and inversion work, you'd also have a lot of opportunity to work on transitions between postures for, um, more full body connectivity Mm -hmm. and thoughtfulness in practice. And also an opportunity to, you know, have some deep stretching and then some nice quiet time at the end for meditation or rest. So really full, full, like, like just a full body, full mind and spirit practice. But at the, at the helm, really, you know, community-based, um, inspiring, um, strong work inside and out.
0: Nice. And, and who, who would be the typical person I would see in class? Like, what's the average person look like?
1: The average person, um, people that want to come and they're curious. They, they're, they, they're, they're curious. They're interested in being challenged. Um, they're interested in, you know, growing in their physical practice and in their, in their mindfulness practice. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's a different type of sword. I mean, I, I, a lot of times in my teacher training programs, I call it the type A teacher training program, because there are a lot of people that are type A and just want to work. But then on the other hand, you know, oftentimes doing less work is doing the stronger work, you know, doing less is more, lots of less times. is and more. I that. Yeah. I have to tell myself all the time you know, not trying to teach from the hospital bed, there you go, <laughs> the point in case, you know, what I mean? You like, just, just finding the time to be strong, but also be soft at the same time.
0: Yeah, you want to, like, constantly, like, strong arm yourself until like, getting things done, and then sometimes you realize that, like, you need to step away, or shut the laptop for the night, or, or whatever it might be, it's very easy to, like, get, like, yeah, just to keep going, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's easy to do for people like that. It's easy, you know. It's if that's if that's your kind of your your uh, your constitution, so to speak. It's easy to be on that speed. Yes, and it's not so easy to be slow. Not so easy to be still.
0: No, no, no. That's yeah. There is uh, times when I I try to challenge some of my clients to do nothing. I mean, they're because they're so active that like I'm like, well, how about we try just doing nothing? And they they don't like comprehend that. <laughs> I'm like, just sit still. And I mean we can probably go down the whole rabbit hole here talking about mindfulness and meditation and, and, and those practices, but like it's at, like it's such a hard thing to like just I'm like do do less, just do less.
1: <laughs> do less just for a few minutes. I mean, that's that's the thing, like you know, with these hour long classes um, and and also like the luxury of having the virtual, you know, I can say, okay, we have you know five more minutes to either choose to take rest or sit in meditation. And then guess what? You can stay. Like, if you drop into like, a really nice rest or a really deep seat, you can stay as long as you want. I'm just going to turn the Zoom off, and you just keep going. You know what I mean? Like, so that's the thing. Like, if you can set set it up for people, if they can get themselves there, and if they're able to sit and be quiet for a little while or rest and be quiet for a little while, that's everything. You know? That's everything. Oh, yeah. You know?
0: There's so much noise. You know? There's so much noise out there that, like, to get them – just to take five minutes to get that, that silence in their head. I think, I mean, it, it, it clear, I know for me, it's, it's worked wonders, you know, like incorporating it into my, my life, uh, you know, at, at bedtime. And for me, it's always like the, like the 10 o'clock hour is always like my like most awake hour with all my like ideas and thoughts and everything. And incorporating that has like helped me sleep better. And, you know, in the long run, allowed me to be more productive uh, down the road. So, so yeah, it's like being able to turn your brain off for five minutes, can have a a really big impact.
1: And I agree with you. 10 o'clock is my witching hour as well. That's when everything starts flooding in. Um, And that's when I need to be going to sleep. But of course I want to stay up later. Um, But yeah, you know, that was another thing to mention on the platform that we have. We have, you know, mindfulness and meditation class on Wednesday night, a little later in the evening to like maybe just shepherd you right into going to sleep or getting your nightly routine going. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And we'll have some morning, uh, mindfulness and meditation short practices just to get you going oh, that's awesome. you know, after yeah so so again we're just you know we're in the we're in the in the baby stages of this thing you know we've got twenty two classes on right now and we're gonna keep growing um, that's but awesome. uh, yeah so i'm I'm really looking forward to it and maybe you'll you'll hop on sometime
0: Oh definitely hundred percent yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to hop in and I'm also excited to try the uh, the meditation classes as well um we got a few more minutes left uh i want to go through a few few last questions here i'm ready um what's uh what's the last book you read
1: oh my gosh well i'm reading a book right now Okay. Um, we'll go with that one okay called the uh the anatomy of the spirit and it's incredible and it's all about um how how about illness and um how the energetics how your energetics if you are they say that the the bio your biography is your biology so all of the things that have happened to you in your life are, are affecting the way that your energy flows in your body and so like really interesting ways that you know if you have hardship in your life it might translate into certain areas of your body but if you're able to you know kind of backtrack and heal those areas or work to heal, then maybe you're able to heal heal your illness as well and oh, then wow. how curing and curing and healing are completely different things and so this this is my mind is blown you know and so i'm I'm only three chapters into this thing, and'm like i just this is gonna be like everything for me you know just it's it's really making a yeah. Yeah,
0: I can, I can definitely see that. That's, that's interesting. Um, cause I think it, it kind of goes to like, kind of like, you can like, like, I know, like, I'm just thinking about it in like PT terms. It's like, take away someone's pain, but then like, how do you prevent it from coming back again? And yep. uh, I mean, like, that's like, on like a very basic, like, uh, global look at it, I, I, I think, but I think that's, that sounds like a really interesting uh, topic, kind of like peeling away those onion layers one by one.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and constantly being on the journey. Like it, is, yeah. it's never ending. Like the healing process is an ongoing process where, you know, a cure would be a little bit more, you know, cut and dry, so to speak. I mm-hmm. um, so uh, I'm, I can't wait to dig a little bit deeper into it. Like, like I said, I'm just I'm early in. So um, check it out.
0: Are you a, uh, are you a TV person or a movie person?
1: Um I am I think I'm a Netflix person at this point. You know, I'm some sort of like, you know, <laughs> what's the I last show?
0: What's the last show you've watched? You gotta be honest. You gotta be honest. Is it selling sunset?
1: Oh and no. And you're the third person that's like, Yeah, I think you would like that show. No. Oh, I, I loved like it. it.
0: It was great. I loved it.
1: I heard, I heard. Um, no. I would, last night I started watching the Challenger series oh, on Netflix.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I heard yeah. that was I heard that was really good.
1: Yeah, I just started it, so I, I think I'm two episodes in. Um, I don't know. I I love to watch documentaries on musicians. I love to, um, you know, watch documentaries on Obama. <laughs> I don't know. Just I, Obama.
0: I, I just Obama. No one but, else.
1: Well, ma- namely Michelle Obama. Okay. I did, you know, I taught her. I taught her in the White House. Account, oh wow! You know, and so that was really cool. We, so, like, we, we've been day. on
0: here for an hour, and now you're just telling me about this. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! I thought we were in good terms.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I probably I, I did sign a waiver that I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything, but it's been years. So. But um, here we are. Yeah, here no. we are now on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is years ago, though. But yeah, that was a that was a true like a true moment in my life, so that was really cool that's yeah
0: that's amazing um are you a cat or dog person
1: I have a cat her name Ooh. is Eloise
0: oh, that's too bad yeah sorry yeah. wrong answer try again
1: okay well, I love dogs, but i can I'm not able to have dogs in my apartment building, so I have a charming little feline
0: very nice, very nice how old is eloise
1: eloise is uh a year she's fourteen months old oh, and okay. she is she is uh she's a into everything so to speak yeah so
0: <laughs> into everything yeah. all right last question what uh what's the best thing that's happened to you in the last week
1: um i don't know not to be contrite but to on um, being on this cop podcast is cool i know oh. like just meeting you um and getting more members on my platform you know, like every time I get a member, it's like I do a backflip in my, in, my, on, in my spirit. I just get so excited because it means that, you know, what we're putting out there is meaningful to people. So getting memberships uh, for this platform is, is uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Mimi, thanks again for coming on the show. I appreciate you taking the time to be on here with me. Uh, if people want to attend an in-person class here in D.C., uh, what's the information for that?
1: Yeah. So if you go to mimiriegeryoga.com we have, uh, right on the homepage, it's called COVID friendly events. Um, it's yours truly DC. Um, we also have a full page about the, uh, in-person classes. We call them COVID friendly. Just to is, that get the, is
0: that the hotel yours truly?
1: Yep. Yours oh. truly DC. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then if people want to connect with you personally, uh, how can they connect with you?
1: Uh, on my Instagram at Mimi Rieger and uh, Mimi Rieger Yoga Facebook and Mimi Rieger Regular Facebook, um, and then online on my on my site.
0: And the URL yeah. for that website is
1: MimiRiegerYoga.com.
0: MimiRiegerYoga.com. M-I-M-I-R-I-E-G-E-R com. That's exactly
1: right. right. You don't know how many times I have to spell that in my life. Okay. Yes. But thank you for doing that. for me.
0: I got you. I got you. Mimi, thanks again for coming on the show. And I am definitely coming to a class soon. uh, So I'm excited to uh, get to see you in person.
1: I can't wait to see you and I'm doing I'm going to do my PT exercises. And uh, you and I are going to meet together at some point too to help rehab my knee.
0: There you go. All right. Thanks again, Mimi. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Move the District today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Big League Performance Rehab and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free, head over to Rehab.com to learn more. Thanks, and until next time, keep moving, DC.